Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello again and welcome to the 1871 podcast for this Monday evening edition with Johnny Hunt and me, Mark Roach. And uh, we're not quite sure if Dylan's going to join us as is usually, or sorry, often the case. So we'll, we'll see if Dylan can join us at some point. But if not, it's just uh, myself and, and Johnny. And before we begin tonight's episode, a heads up for you that tomorrow's guest is Brian McDermott. And our other guests this week include Martin Hicks and Simon Church. And although he's not here, word for Dylan's team, Morocco Swallows, currently fighting to avoid relegation in South Africa. He's in a similar situation to Reading, except um, still got a way to go before, hopefully, uh, they secure safety and they played against Barocca yesterday. So it was Morocco against Barocca. Morocco, Dylan's team were 2 0 down and they came back to win 3 2. So well done, Dylan. And uh, if, if he does come on the call, we'll, we'll have a quick chat to him about that if we've got time. So for the first time since we started this podcast back in February, we can say that Reading will be playing in the Championship next season. Hooray! So on tonight's episode, we're looking back at Saturday's game. We're talking about Paul Ince, what's happened this season and what happens next. And our special guest for tonight's episode is Paula Martin from STAR. And STAR stands for Supporters Trust at Reading, as many of you will already know. So hello, Paula, and welcome to the 1871 podcast. Thank you, Mark. It's good to be with you. Yeah, and thank you for joining us. Uh, much appreciated. So Johnny, before we speak to Paul, I'd, I'd like to ask you for your thoughts on, firstly, Saturday's 3-0 defeat at Hull, um, about the season as a whole, and, and your thoughts as well about the impact that Paul Ince has made since he came in. So, Johnny, thoughts about Saturday and also the season overall? Yeah. Hi, Paul. How are you? Um, yeah, it's a uh, pretty average performance on Saturday, wasn't it? It's one of similar to so many this season, but at the end of the day, staying up. That's that's the priority. That's been what we've needed to do. There's nothing else we were going to do apart from staying up. So that that's job done. Um, as you know, the season as a whole, it's been 
pretty oh, painful. You there, Johnny? Hello. Can you hear us, Johnny? Anyway, Johnny, we'll come back to you. We've we seem to have lost you for a minute. So um just give me a give me a thumbs up if you come back on. Anyway, so appears like we've we've lost Johnny, but we'll carry on. Um hopefully Johnny will be able to come back. So I think somebody said, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, a 3-0 defeat at Hull, you know, after the season's finished, when we get into next season, no one's really going to remember that. The most important thing, as Johnny said there, is that um, Paul Ince has kept Reading up. Um, Johnny, I, d- I don't know if you're if you're still with us, but um, if you are, what have you made of the impact that Paul Ince has made since he came in? Doesn't seem like... I don't know what's happened to Johnny. He's disappeared. Oh, yeah, so, sorry, sorry. No, no. The wind was blowing in the wrong direction here in Ireland. Oh, go on then. Did you hear my question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I think Ince has done... You know, he's done what he came in to do. That's what he needed to do. Um, keep the club up. Um, as performances, we've had some good ones under him, some not so good. Um, Long term, is he the answer? Who knows? I mean, the club's a mess, you know, top to bottom. So, you know, to me, it's mission complete for this season. Um, he's certainly put some fight into the team. He's made us harder to beat. Um, he's got some performances. As we said, the, uh, the Easter weekend was probably the weekend that, that did it for us with Tom Mack scoring the winner and the, you know, the equaliser in those two games. Um, and even when you know with the Bournemouth game, he got us a draw there with you know Ince's management. You know the, the players seem to have a bit more fight, but we still seem to have bad performances in us. Um, you know, and when we you know three 0 on Saturday, we didn't really show up for the game. But look, like we said, it's what it is. Let's start looking forward now. We can actually enjoy the last two games of the season without stressing and checking and seeing how everyone else is doing. So um, yeah. And apologies for getting lost there on the, on no, the line. Okay. And, and Johnny, I can sense, I sensed in your voice there, a bit like a lot of Reading fans, um, you know, relieved in, in a way, obviously, to be staying up, but it doesn't kind of um, mask over the, the problems that, that Reading have got. And yeah, it's great that we've stayed up and Paul Itz has, has come in and, you know, and, and that Easter weekend was probably, you know, those two games arguably the two highlights of, of the season, that Easter weekend, potentially the highlight of, of the season. Um, and Paul Ince has, has given them that. But um, I'm going to bring in Paula now. So, um, Paula, great to have you with us. Um, now, I do want to ask you about this season, about Paul Ince and, and so on. But before I do that, can you start off by telling us about Star, how long it's been going and what's the aim of Star as well? Yeah, sure, Mark. Um Star has just celebrated its 20th birthday um, and it actually came out of the old supporters club because uh, 20 years ago when uh, Supporters Direct was uh, getting going, the the big thing was to create supporters trusts. And uh, at a lot of clubs, a supporters trust was was formed alongside the supporters club and then they started fighting as to who was representing the supporters most. So um, Roger Tipford, who was the supporters club chair at the time, suggested that we actually formed a supporters trust and then um, 
dissolved the supporters club and and just carried on doing what the supporters club used to do which has given us some unity amongst the supporters uh, and it's given us some that extra bit of clout possibly with the club I mean, we've, we've got on really well with the club representing supporters we get we get to go um to management meetings already used to before the pandemic like everything's up in the air at the moment as to things like that but we used to get regular chances to to go to the management meetings for the first half hour and and tell the club what we were hearing from other supporters and things that they needed to to address you know so we were a line of communication um and and out of that uh, we've actually also got the club to sign a a memorandum of understanding which means that we get two meetings at least every season of what we call a structured dialogue meeting which is where we we talk to the club about more strategic matters rather you know not the not the catering and the the car parks and and that sort of side of it, things but but talk to them more about where the club is going and finances and and they are relatively open with us i would say um but we do check with them what we put in our notes so that if there's anything that they that they think is confidential, we don't put it out there. But we do actually hear some of this confidential stuff, which we keep to ourselves, obviously. Um, and what we've tried to do is build on that relationship so that we can be a, a critical friend to the club. We can tell them when they're getting it wrong and, and hope that they actually listen to us. We, we'll also tell them when they're getting it right, which has happened, honest. <laughs> But that's that's really where we are. We want to represent supporters to the club. And we end up, end in, to some extent, certainly currently, representing the club to supporters, which is a difficult thing to do because it makes it it makes us feel like we're we're getting all defensive for the club when they get defensive. But you know, we we just try to create a line of communication. Uh, and Paul, uh, what's the difference between Oh, Johnny, do you, do you want to stick your mic on mute? Because we've got some funny background noise there. All right, thank you. Um, I, I'm going to come to you, Johnny, in, in, a, in a minute. But um, firstly, just want to ask you, Paula, can you explain the difference between a supporters club and a, support, a supporters trust? And also, in the 20 years that Star's been going, what do you feel have been some of the you know, the main achievements in terms of the things that you've been able to, um, you know, influence the club, if if you like, on that sort of thing? Uh, okay, well, the Supporters Trust is a legal entity, whereas a supporters club is just a, a member's collection. So we, for instance, have to submit accounts to the Financial Conduct Authority. We are... So, so, so we we are a legal entity, and, and that gives us more. Um, uh, well, not exactly. It makes. I was going to say makes us more grown up, but you know what I mean. It. it you, anybody can create a club of members, uh, and you can do what you like with the money and so on. Whereas, for instance, if if we uh, wind up Star, then all the money has to go to charity. It can't go to the members. Um, and we are uh, we end up having having to having to have a ele- well <laughs> so having having elections our, our board are 
are is made up of elected members. We've never yet had a contested election. I'd love to have a contested election because that would mean we've got people out there wanting to come and do things and help us. Um, but that, that's where we are. We have we have a, a board of between ten and fifteen members, and John is John is one of our board members. He stood for election a couple of years ago, so he's he put his head above the parapet and is, is doing things to start. And it's and it's brilliant when people do. Uh, last season we had two more people uh, come along. Uh, who, who we didn't really know and they've come on on the board and they've been very active and it's brilliant I you know I'd, I'd love to encourage people to come along because we I think to some people possibly because we came out of the supporters club we we are seen as a lot of old supporters but that's probably just more likely that once you get to retirement age you've got the time to put time in <laughs> for these things and you know yeah. Going to meetings at the club during the day is not not easy for people that have got yeah, a job yeah. to do. So, you know, we, we would encourage a lot of youngsters to come along and 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 come along with their ideas. And we are open. We are open to new ideas and open to things happening. We'd love to get more people involved. So, it's, it's yeah. election time now. Nominations in by the end of the month. And, and yeah. end of yeah. in terms yeah. of. <laughs> I don't know why, but we're getting a we're getting a funny echo. It's gone now, but it, it keeps coming in sometimes. So apologies to to the listeners for that. Um, I'm not even sure if it's Johnny's fault. So sorry about that, Johnny. If if it's not your fault, but anyway. Um, so in terms of achievements that you feel you've made, um, huh. and does that include any, you know, under the current ownership? Under the current ownership. Um... I'm not sure what we've achieved with with Dai Yong. I mean, the last structured dialogue meeting, we sought assurances that he does actually read the notes of the meeting because, you know, initially we weren't sure. And, and obviously uh, any anything like that has to be translated into Chinese, which is where Dai Yong Pang comes into it because he's the Chinese speaker. He's the only... only uh, line of communication with the owner. I, I don't think anybody else has learned to speak directly to Da Yong yet. So that that's a bit of a problem. Uh, we've we often get consulted on um, things like season ticket prices and and um, various sorts of things like that. I you put me on the spot now and my bl- mind's gone blank. We have actually got, we've got a, a page on our website of what has Star ever done for you? And it and it does run to, to quite a few things, but, you know, my mind's gone blank now. I, sh- I should, no, I should have. Right. Right. See, if you, see if you can have a think. And, and again, to people listening, I do apologise. It does seem to be a bit of a funny echo, but um, hopefully it's not going to. It's interesting because uh, I can't hear it. Well, they're listening too much. Well, I can hear it at my end, maybe in the, you know, maybe the listeners can't hear it. I don't know. But anyway, um, I actually, I've had an email. I wrote to the the CEO. Um, I've had an email back. Very nice email. Very um, courteous, polite. Uh, inviting him to come onto the podcast. He said, you know, as you can imagine, we're, we're very busy coming up to the end of the season. Uh, he didn't say... I will do it at the end of the season, but he didn't say he wouldn't, if that makes sense. Um, and he said, you know, he's aware of the podcast and he thinks it's great that we're talking about the club's history. And I think that is a part of it for 
fans, <laughs> your support of that club, whichever club it is, Reading or any other club, goes back to when you first started watching them. And yes. what, we, what we as fans want to make sure is that that isn't forgotten. And of course, the younger fans, you know, the going back to the 106 season for me and Johnny, it goes back to, you know, the, the 80s, um, record-breaking Royals, they're, they're my Reading heroes. I can go back to the so, 60s. <laughs> Johnny, look, look, you've been waiting patiently and we've got some funny noises going on, but let's let's see how it goes. What do you want to ask Paula, Johnny? Well, Paula, this season's been a tough one, hasn't it? And and for Star as well, it's probably been one of the most challenging, would you say? Yes, I would, definitely. Um, yes. What, what, I mean, obviously fans' perception of Star, as we know, people have views on some private club or something or other. But I think this season's been probably, you know, one of the most open and I think most positive. What, what have, how have you found it as, you know, from a, another Star point of view? Well, well, thanks to you, Johnny, because you're very active on social media and, and Ben, who's joined us, who is active on social media. We, we are getting a lot more coverage and we've got, we've got um, young Luke who's doing um, our Facebook and Twitter for us. And he's, he's, he's brought a, a new dimension to us because, you know, as I said, we, we, we are, we do tend to be more close to retirement age than university age so we're not actually necessarily all that good at social media and and uh, and if not only are we not good at it there's there is some mistrust of it obviously because uh it it, it does allow people to shout loudly without actually necessarily identifying who they are which which can, can cause problems because uh you know you you never quite know if you're responding to just somebody that's shouting a lot uh, on social media under several different guises, which is perfectly possible to do, isn't it? And that's that, that's something that we used to, going back a ways, we always used to have, to have trouble with hobnob anyone because all the, that was, uh, you, you've got multiple personalities on there, which was actually the same person. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But I would, I would love to get uh, a few more young people involved, so that we're not just dependent on on Johnny and Ben being our our, our spokesmen in social media terms. Uh, yeah. I know yeah. you, you've you've got someone to do your social media who's is a slightly different generation as well, haven't you? Exactly, and yeah. I would sort of um, put my name forward, Paula, but uh, I'm of the same generation, so I'm not sure that's going to help too much. But um, look, Johnny, I, I just want to. Actually, before you come in again, if that's all right, I just want to ask Paula, you know, bring us right up to date. So your your thoughts on, firstly, Paul Ince and also what you think needs to happen over the summer. Um, and, and, and I'd like to start off the, 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 the sort of Paul Ince talk, if you like, with um, by saying that obviously a, a lot of people have said, you know, give Paul Ince 
a year. He came in, he did one, he had one task, which was to keep us up. He's achieved that. So give him a, a year. A lot of people are saying, no, we need a more experienced manager. It's very easy for people to say that from the outside, isn't it? But yeah, you know, it's it's not necessarily that that simple. It might be that simple, but not not necessarily so. What are your thoughts on, you know, Paul Ince? Firstly, what he's done, um, you know, moving forward, and also what do you feel does need to happen over the summer? Well, I I've, I think he's done a very good job as he's come in, and he seems to have had. Um, a galvanizing effect on on the on the team i mean they're they're pressing so much more they 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 there seems to be more energy in the team um my only my 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 main misgiving is that um uh we were talking about it on the coach coming back from hell on saturday is it the martin allen effect you know is it a new voice that's that uh, actually has an effect, but wears off after a while. That that would be my misgiving if he get if he gets given it. I, I, I may be maligning him. I've got no idea what he's like in the in the changing room. But um, you do need someone that's got more than one string to their bow, and it's got a different different ways of actually motivating the team. Uh, if if he's got that, good luck to him. But I have a horrible feeling given the the reports from other teams that he's managed that he may not. Um, what's got to happen over the summer? I, I don't know. I, to, I will be honest. I mean, I know there's a lot of managers out there that would take take the job. But I'm not sure that the sort of job they're going to be offering would attract the best managers, all the ones people say they want. I'm not sure that we, we would actually attract them. And the other thing is, you know, with the financial limitations we've got, my main hope is that we aren't so attractive to the agents either. And that we do actually get round to recruiting players from uh, the scouting network rather than the agent network. Yeah. That's, that's on based on what people say rather than any, any real knowledge from the inside because that is something that we definitely didn't really get to the bottom of with the club when we asked yeah try coming in again yeah hi Paul like with I mean you know the club off the pitch is is the message we know and now the whole fan-led reviews coming in as well how do do you think the impact of all that's going to play out Uh, that's a big question yeah I don't know I mean would die young pass the the new directors and owners test. I mean, it's not going to come in for a, for a few years, even if it comes comes in with the white paper. We have actually got the promise. I mean, we, we the last structured dialogue meeting, we talked about the fan-led review and we got the promise of a, um, another meeting to talk about it. Um, we have tried to arrange it, but, you know, mm-hmm. and, as the reaction you got marked to from Da Yongfang is that they were concentrating on the, the season at the moment. And the latest we've had is that we can we can have a, a mi- stru- another structured dialogue meeting about the fan led review once the season's ended. So we're intending to try and get that in for for May and not leave it any longer than that. Um, the golden share will be very easy for them to implement. Uh, the 
shadow board would not be very different to what we already do, other than it would give us uh, some legality for it rather than having it as a matter of um, uh, at the whim of the owner and the, and the management team. You know, at the moment we've we've got we've got it to some extent with the memorandum of understanding, but the the other side of things, it's there. But it's 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 there um, just because we keep pushing for it and asking for it. Whereas if there was a, a structure involved, then you know it would always be there and it would give us possibly a little bit more uh, say. But having said that, I'm not. What most most football fans want to talk about is what happens on the pitch, and the shadow board's got nothing to do with that. So, you know, we still wouldn't know what was happening in the management manager's eyes and, and in the recruitment side of things. So I don't think it's it's um, a cure-all. I don't think it would be a panacea. But, you know, it is something that we want to do because we want to prove to the club that supporters are grown-up people that can take difficult decisions and understand the, the club's difficult decisions. It's not just a matter of... Or even ideas for us. Yes. At the very least. Um, Johnny, yes. I've, I've got one I've got one more um, point I want to discuss with, with Paula, but is there anything else that, that you want to talk about in terms of the, the current setup or, or anything else for that matter? Yeah, I guess, Paula, you know, you've worked obviously in Star a lot longer than I have. And, and how, you know, compared to other, you know, we've talked about the current regime, but under previous regimes, how did you find working with the club? Was it much easier? Um, not necessarily, because, I mean, the, the, the people I am generally have contact with, apart from Dayong Fang, are all the same people that were there yeah. under Sir John Medeski. Um, uh, there's a lot fewer of them at the moment. I mean, that's the other side of both the pandemic and the EFL uh, point deduction problems is that there are so few people working behind the scenes at the club now that they are all very overworked and it and it, it the problem can be getting a response out of people because you know where you would have had two or three people doing a job there's one now and they're oh, they really are pushed to limits uh, so but but I would I would say that the people that I talk to within the club are yeah, just as open to star as they always were, but I, it, it's definitely the man at the top that isn't. And and to some extent, that's a language problem. You know, I feel to, if we could actually talk to him, it might be different, but we can't because yeah. we yeah, don't have the language. Translator, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. And, you know that 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 adds another level that that gets in the way sometimes. But yeah. no, I don't no, know. Paul, Paula, I just want to ask you about the following because I, I do try to look on the optimistic side. I do understand, obviously, there, there are there are problems, but with all the players going out the door, it means that new players are, are coming in. So yep. we are going to not get a whole new team, but we there are a few positives. So I think I'm right in saying that Tom McIntyre um, yep. is still on contract. Lucas Xiao, uh, Mite. And, and a few others, not that many others, by the way, but... Uh, well, two that are out on loan. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, Liam Moore and Pushkas. Yeah, but my... Um, the point I want to make in terms of 
trying to find some positivity in the current situation is that football is cyclical. So mm. if you go back to when I first started supporting Reading in the 80s, you had the record-breaking Royals and we won the Simog Cup. Okay, not the League Cup or the FA Cup. It was, inverted commas, just the Simog Cup, but it was a trophy. But in terms of, you know, success in the league, mid-80s, record-breaking Royals, mid-90s almost went from what is now League One almost to the Premiership yeah. In, yeah. in successive seasons. And then obviously the, the 106 season in the mid-2000s, fantastic season in the Premier League, and then into the 2010s, back up into the Premier League. So in a way, you could look at that pattern and and say, well, we do another, you know, we do another <laughs> surge. So it might be that these new players coming in, they find a few gems, a bit like going back to Trevor Senior, Kerry Dixon came in from non-league. You had um, Kevin Doyle came from Cork City. Yeah, like absolutely. You, like, like you say, if we can tap into that scouting network again uh, and uh, unearth some players who, you know, good players who can come in, they're hungry. Um, yes, that's what we need. Also, and also another positive I want to put on this is that um, if you think about somebody like Brian McDermott, he was actually at Reading for quite a long time before he became manager. So he was part of the, the team that got up to the Premier League the first time round. Yes. Oh, yes. And now you've got, and even at England level, Gareth Southgate, under-21s, and look what he's doing for the for the England team now. Um so you, you've had Michael Jilks has been with the under-23s. He's now with the first team set up. Ledgetwood as well. Noel Hunt, former players come back, working with the youngsters. So there are kind of some, there's, there is, you know, at, at the very least, a glimmer of, of hope that, that something might be starting. Because as one door closes, another door is going to open. For yes, the old, the old Reading way. Yeah, what, they what talked of the Reading way, and that's what, that was how it should be. What are your thoughts about firstly involving, you know, ex-players and them being involved in in the um, the under twenty threes or whatever it might be, and then moving forward? I um, think I think it's brilliant. I'm I'm so glad Noel Hunt's come back because he's uh, he's got such a personality, and and he and he never moved away even when he he was. Um, working elsewhere he, he he stayed in the area so you know okay he's Irish but he's he's a he's a Reading Irish now isn't he yeah and and he, even Eamon Dolan you know look yes. at the contribution he made former player um you know there there is a, a precedent for this so and you don't know until um somebody like um Brian McDermott you know and Eamon Dolan start producing results and then you know obviously with Brian he went on to become the manager and we went up to the the Premier League again so we don't know yet with Noel Hunt with Michael Jilks with with Ledgetwood etc but um, that's always the case you don't you you didn't know with Ian Bramford in the 80s you didn't know when Mark McGee came in in the 90s etc 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 so um, we've had a lot we've had a lot of unknown Managers yeah. come in. We we. It's not often that we've actually had a successful manager come in, is it? And he, and even with Yap Stam, I mean, <clears throat> you know, he was yeah, a well big name, but he he kind of um, he he did um, 
and produce something at the start. It didn't last that long, but <clears throat> so let, let's hope. It's kind of fingers crossed. Let's hope we're at the start of something and we, we might need to go a little bit backwards before we go forward because um, that's happened in the past. We went down to what is League One and then we've come up again. And, and you know, if you go back a long time with support... I, in, I uh, can remember, I rec- remember the fourth division. division. Four. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're still, we're, we're quite lucky in a way yeah. um, as longer term Reading fans that we've had this success and even got to the Premier League at all. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, or, or like old Oldham fans at the moment. I mean, they're they're yeah. they've gone, gone down to the National League, having yeah. been in the Premier League when it started. Um, yeah. You know, we've we've had bad times, but they're not that bad. No. I, no. I think next season's going to be hard work. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, but who knows? I mean. The 106 season started badly, and I can remember yeah. Steve Koppel coming to a fans forum and saying, there are such so many big teams down here now, it's going to be really hard work to even get mid-table. And then what happened? You know, so it, it is possible for a surprise to come out. Yeah. If they just managed to recruit the right players and they gel well together. And that that is something that you can... You can work at, but there's also also a lot of luck involved in that. And yeah. you know, we just need the luck to go the right way to make them gel and, and to not have the injuries we had this season. I mean, that, that's, that was just unbelievable, the number of injuries we had. And, and Zhao comes back, doesn't he, and starts scoring again. And, and look, so somebody next season, at least one player is going to become, you know, a good player that, will be a fan's favourite next season. And we don't even know who that is yet. So no. you know, the, the cause for, of course, there's cause for concern and, and worry. And, you know, a lot of fans think we, we might be favourites for relegation next season. But but let's see. We've stayed up. Mission accomplished for Paul Ince. And let's um, that, sort of hope for a good season next let's, season. But a good finish to this season. Yeah, and let's do our bit. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot the the fans can do as as was very visible with Derby. I mean, the, the way their fans came to us and got behind the team, no matter what they were going through. Um, if we can do that, we we can at least say, well, we did our bit. Come on, you do your bit now. And even Man City fans <laughs> used to do that when Man City were rubbish. By the way, oh, well, when they got relegated with us and yeah. Stoke to the yeah, tier, yes. <laughs> So, uh, all right well Paula we're we're almost out of time now um Johnny have you got one one final question yeah Paul just a quick one yeah just focus, looking at the women's team um yes, where Johnny. do you see that going you know now like, you've had a bit of a bad run you know the, the, we're still not getting the attendances are we for the no. women's side where, where do you think we're going to have much time uh I don't know. I mean, at the moment, it looks like we're going to be next season the only team in the WSL that's not uh, got a, a men's Premier League team behind it. Um, and it's going the same way as men's football in that money talks. Um, we're, we're going to be really pushed. I mean, we've got a, a great manager in Kelly. Um, and let's just hope that, that we can keep the players going and, and keep the spirit there. But we're going to be up against money, like what the whole of football is. Uh, it's it's really depressing. 
I was hoping that the women's football could actually start with a clean slate, but it's just same old, same old. Again, I'll, I'll give them with a positive on that before we finish. Reading are in the WSL and yeah, yep. not, not struggling against relegation. Actually, considering yeah. considering what you've talked about there, Paula, yep. you know they're sort of roughly mid table, aren't they? So, um, you know, so well well done to the, the the women's team as well. But that's all we've got time for. So, uh, a reminder that tomorrow our special guest is Brian McDermott. Then on Wednesday we're joined by Martin Hicks. So thank you to Paula for joining us. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 1871podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.